And I wonder today, as we look through this beautiful story and this beautiful picture of what Jesus is getting ready to do, are you showing up but far away? Is there a block? Is there something spiritually where you are standing, you show up, you do the thing, but there is a block there and you only stand at a distance because something in your mind prohibits you from going any further. What is it? Did he not come through for you the way you thought you should? Has something happened where you're just like, there cannot be God in this. You're showing up. You're just distant. I get it. And I've been there. It's time now for the Autumn Miles Show. Hey guys, it is your girl, Autumn Miles, coming back to you with a very special Thanksgiving Day version of the Autumn Miles Show. Happy Thanksgiving to each and every one of you. I love you guys so much. I'm so incredibly grateful for you, for what you bring. You are the reason that we do what we do. You, you are the reason that we do what we do. And every single week we show up because we know you are going to be on the other end of that. And I just want to tell you this Thanksgiving week, I am grateful for you. I'm grateful for you. I want to publicly say how completely grateful I am for my producer, Mike Segovia. We have worked together now for, oh gosh, several years now. Uh, we met um, we met in the studio for Dr. Dobson. And when I wanted to do a podcast, he was there. We talked. We have a really good working relationship. I love him. And the reason why everything sounds so good is because he works tirelessly to edit out everything terrible that I say. <laughs> All the ums and yenos. He works tirelessly to do that. So thank you, Mike, and all of the PFC audio team. I know you guys work tirelessly. Thank you to my team. I'm so grateful for my team who has stepped up and stepped in this year specifically. We've had so much transition, good transition, but transition is still transition. And I'm so thankful for my team and what they do every week, what we do would not be possible without my team. They are the AM team and they are absolutely incredible. And we all, on behalf of all of us here at the Autumn Miles Show, we are so grateful for you. So thank you so much for being a part of my life for so many years and supporting us, all the messages, all the emails, all the everything we just love you so much, and I want you to know um, that. So welcome to the Thanksgiving Day version of the Autumn Mile Show. I have to say, it has not been easy to do this recording, so I kind of feel like the enemy doesn't want us to be grateful. What do you think? We actually have to cancel recording yesterday, and we are back recording today, but today has been a fight, and your girl over here is horrible, like 
horrible at anything technical. And so when I'm in the studio by myself, I have panic attacks and all, all the things. Well, not really panic attacks, but I feel like I could because uh, technology is not my thing. But we're up and going, and we're gonna we're gonna fight this one out. What is happening in my life? Well. You know, I have always been that mom that's like every play, every show, every, every, everything I am all into with the kids. If they had like, you know, like a little, like they used to do this little picnic in kindergarten and all of them had, all of them did it. And I'm like there, if it's like, you know, a little choir concert for Christmas or whatever, I am there. I want to see them. I love to see them. It's like a, I think it's like the fun part of being a mom. You like get to see what your kids are flourishing in and all that kind of stuff. Well, last night, Moses and Haven had their Thanksgiving Day concert. And, you know, there's two of them and we don't put them in the same class. So uh, we had to go at six o'clock to see Haven and at seven o'clock to see Moses because they split up the third graders and it was so incredibly cute. But we get there and, and you know, they say they, Haven is just my wild card. You never know what she's going to do. You never know what she's going to say. Some of the stuff that come out of her mouth is genius. And some of it is like, please don't ever say that again. We knew that this was coming up. Okay. And so I always like to make them look really, really cute, especially for special occasions. And I am looking at my child and we are shopping and looking for just like little things for the holidays and stuff like that. And um, she brings me this hot pink dress, hot pink. Now I have read the directions for what you're supposed to wear. And it's like fall colors, greens, yellows, oranges, which are all my colors, by the way. I'm like obsessed with fall colors. They're my favorite colors ever. But it's like bring all the fall colors. And so um, wear all the fall colors. And she brings me this dress straight up to me and she holds it out. And she says, mom, this is what I'm going to wear for my fall concert. I'm like, I've already read the directions and I'm like, okay, no, mom, this is it. This is the one. This is what I'm going to wear. And I said, okay. And so in my head, I've always gone against the grain. You know, I've got like the six inch nails and the lashes and all the things. And, you know, everyone's questioned everything about my appearance for, you know, generations upon generations, like literally since the garden. And uh, so I've always gone against the grain. I don't fit into a mold on purpose. I don't want to fit into a mold. I think I was made very specifically and I like what I like, right? I like what I like. And Haven is exactly like me when it comes to that stuff. She likes what she likes. And so she gets, I buy her the dress and I'm thinking if this doesn't work for the Thanksgiving day thing, like if they are like, you know, ban hot pink, We'll use it for Christmas. Fine. Uh, so she, I asked her, you, you sure you want to wear hot pink? And she's like, yes, mom. And I said, okay, great. Well, the day at night before last, I wake up, I go to get her up for bed because I am the alarm clock to my house. I go and I get her up and uh, to get ready for school. And uh, she <laughs> has it out. It looks like it's pressed. She didn't press it. I know she didn't press it, but it looks like she could have pressed it. And it's on her bed. She's sound asleep. 
there are hot pink feathers on this dress. And I'm thinking to myself, this is it. And the thought hit me. Who says hot pink is not a fall color? In my, I have hot pink nails right this second, and it is literally Thanksgiving. <laughs> Who says to me, hot pink says holiday, it says celebration, you know? And so I, I thought in my head, you know what, Autumn, this child is just like you. And so you're going to be quiet and you're going to let her wear the dress. Well, we go last night and she got so many compliments on this dress, you guys. She got up, she was like, you know, she was like, she was shining up there on that stage. And I'm thinking, this is it. She's like killing it. She's doing amazing in her production. <laughs> she has one thing to do. One, just one, one thing to do. And she's like, mom, I have to tell you, I have to walk up to the mic and I have to say what I'm thankful for. And I'm thinking a mic, like, this is it. This is in, in your lineage. Like we all, we love a mic in our family. <laughs> she, she said, I have to say what I'm thankful for. And I said, great, Havy, babe what are you thankful for? And she goes, I'm not going to tell you. I'm still deciding. And I'm like, well, I know you should be thankful for your mom. That's one thing you should be thankful for. So I'm like on pins and needles because this child loves the element of surprise. She thrives on it. She is like, she thrives. Okay. So she walks up to the mic and it's like, what? are you grateful for? And and then like, there's like 10 kids and they sing, what are you grateful for 10 times? And they're like, I'm, I'm thankful for, you know, grass. I'm thankful for, you know, so I'm thinking, what is she going to say? Who knows what she's going to say? She walks up to the mic. She looks at the mic and she says, my pet. (laughs) I look at Eddie and I thought, yeah, that sounds about right. She's thankful for a pet. Not her mom, not her dad, not food, not Jesus, which we've ingrained into her, my pet. And I asked her afterwards, Haven in the hot pink dress, I said, baby, your pet? And she goes, I don't know why I said that. I don't even like our dog half the time. <laughs> and I just said, okay. She said, I don't know why I said that. And I said, well, what are you thankful for? And she was like, Of course, I'm thankful for you, mom. So I felt a little bit better about it, but it was a great show. Moses was hilarious. He is very intentional on saying all the words correctly. He enunciates really well. And we sit there and we watch him enunciating and, you know, very concerned about making sure that everything is correct. So we have a really, really good time with them, but they did a great job last night. And that's what's happening in my life. My daughter's thankful for her pet that she doesn't like half the time. So, you know, what are you going to (laughs) do? I love that kid so much. She's amazing. Okay. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving after the break. And this is also going to be in line with week four of miracles. I wanted to continue this. We're in a season of miracles. We're going to talk about miracles. And I didn't want to take a break from that because I mean, who isn't thankful for Jesus, but I have a really, really beautiful story about Thanksgiving and miracles. So After the break, come right back because your girl is going to hit up Luke 17 pretty hard. I'll see you in a sec. Every day, a new day. Yeah, vibing in the spirit makes me have a blessed day. Yeah. Let's go. X, Y, Z, A. Yeah. 
Looking for a passionate speaker to bring the Word of God for your next conference or church function? We've got the girl for you. Autumn Miles is the founder of the Autumn Miles Ministries with the goal of spiritually challenging the way people think. Autumn is dedicated to teaching the Bible in an engaging and relatable way so that everyone can experience the Lord in a deeper way. Autumn is a survivor of domestic abuse, and she's passionate about educating the church on how to effectively assist victims. Her message of hope and healing has been shared on the big stage internationally. Autumn is devoted to spiritually challenging people to draw closer to God. She is a passionate advocate for the Word of God, women, domestic violence victims, and adoption. So what are you waiting for? You can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement today. Just go to autumnmiles.com. Once there, just search the top of the index for the Invite Autumn tab. Click on it and scroll down for more information. Once again, that's autumnmiles.com. Every day, a new day, yeah. Vibing in the spirit makes me have a blessed day, yeah. Let's go, X, Y, Z, A, yeah. Okay, guys, we are back from the break, and... Every year, I want to just sit in the spirit of Thanksgiving for a long time. Now, I'm a type of person at my house. Um, we're super, super big on Thanksgiving. We're very, very big on thank you and you're welcome. You know, if one of the kids does something for me, I don't expect them to do it. I mean, you know, <laughs> we expect them to do chores and stuff, but I always... Whether it's a chore, whether it's a glass of water that they're giving me, whether they're giving me a hug, whatever it is, we say thank you in our home. That is a culture that is extremely important. And the reason that we do that is because if they are used to having a spirit of thankfulness in our home, when they get out of our home and when they're, they're not living under mom and daddy's roof anymore... They are going to have a spirit of thanksgiving with God. Everything that we do as parents is prepare them to live without us. We prepare them to live not under our authority, but under the authority of God himself. So all of these little things that we're teaching all four of our children are because it is a principle of scripture somewhere. And so this is one that's been really, really big for me. A side note, this is also one of my biggest pet peeves. <laughs> you know, people have asked me, what's your pet peeve? This is it. When people are not grateful, I can't, I just can't deal. And I, I you know, I, I look at like uh, the society that is full of entitlement and, you know, all these kind of things. And I tell my kids all the time, we in this house are not entitled to anything. By the grace of God, we go, okay? We're not entitled to it. We don't expect things from anyone but the promises of God that God has in the scripture. We do not live under a spirit of entitlement. We live under a spirit of thanksgiving. So you can get me real riled up when we talk about <laughs> entitlement versus thanksgiving, but I won't go there. But I think collectively, sometimes we need to recognize and sit in the spirit of thankfulness. 
You might say to me today, well, I don't, I'm looking at my life right now and it's in shambles and I don't really have anything to be thankful for. There's something. How are you listening to this? <laughs> you have headphones? Thank God for the headphones. Do you have a phone? Do you have a car or where, however it is that you're hearing this? Be thankful for that. If you're hearing this, you're alive. Let's be thankful for that. It does something to the heart of our God when we take a second and step back and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. The good, the bad, the toxic, the healed. When I lose my temper, when I don't, thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit who gives me access to you. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice for me. A spirit of thanksgiving will very quickly suffocate a spirit of negativity. You want to stop uh, feeling down and bad and all those things? Try Thanksgiving. Try Thanksgiving. You want to stop complaining or whatever? Try Thanksgiving. Look at your life, no matter how big and shambles it is, and look at what God has done. Are you married? Do you have children? Are they alive? Are your children thriving? Do you have clothing? <laughs> then you should have a spirit of Thanksgiving. It's one of my most, um, my biggest pet peeves in life. And I have to say that this story that I'm getting ready to show you, I have been so incredibly frustrated by this story over the years. And so I wanted to share it with you because it shows you how God is moved by the spirit of thanksgiving. Let me read it to you. Uh, Luke 17, 11. While Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing between Samaria and Galilee. Now I'm going to read this whole passage of scripture and then I'm going to go out and pull out several points and I'll get to the big point um, at the end. He, as he, as Jesus entered a village, 10 leprous men who stood at a distance met him. They raised their voices saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they were going, they were cleansed. Now, one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, when he saw that he had been healed, turned back glorifying God with a loud voice. He fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him, and he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered and said, were there not 10 cleansed? But the nine, where are they? Where's those nine? Where are they? Was no one found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. Lord, there's been a fight to get this word out. I don't know why, but there has been a fight. 
And so Spirit of the Living God, as I was moved by this and the different nuances of this passage of Scripture, I pray, Father God, that although this is a simple message, it is profound to those that desperately need it. Spirit of the Living God, do what I can't. Use your word, Lord, to speak. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I've never really processed this whole passage of scripture. It's it's very clear that 10, um, 10 lepers asked Jesus for help, and only one of them came back and gave thanksgiving. But as I looked deeper into this passage of scripture, I saw truths highlighted to me that maybe I hadn't seen previously that really stuck out to me. I want to go back and I want to pull out some things out of here. And you might find, I don't know where you're going to find yourself today. Do you find yourself in the 10, uh, the nine that weren't ungrateful? Or do you find yourself in the one? You tell me where you fall today. Well, I won't tell anyone. I'll keep your secret. But no matter where you fall, there is a message for you today, just like there was for me. As Jesus, verse 12, entered a village. 10 leprous men who stood at a distance met him. I've got to stop right here because leprosy, the Jews believe that leprosy, um, if someone was to contract leprosy, which doesn't just mean the actual leprosy, it could have meant some sort of skin ailment. Leprosy is a very broad term for basically anything that was happening to your skin. Now there is an actual disease that is leprosy, but it could have meant, it could mean uh, multiple other things that was happening to your skin. But the Jews believe that if someone contracted leprosy, it was a payment or punishment for a sin in their life or something that they had done. This was the way that God Almighty punished them. So here we have Jesus, who they've heard about. I mean, he was super famous by this time in Luke 17. These 10 leprous people who were ganged together. Now, they were allowed to speak to one another. They were allowed to, uh, just for community's sake, the law did not restrict them. The religious law did not restrict them from talking to each other. But they could not approach someone who was not leprous. Because if they did, there was an opportunity that that person would contract leprosy as well. So, as Jesus entered a village... 10 leprous men stood at a distance. 10 leprous men who stood at a distance met him. Now, this one verse, (laughs) you know, I'm a total Bible geek. This one verse I set in for a very long time. This verse that probably most people would look over, I'm like, oh my goodness, that is so good. 10 leprous men who stood at a distance met him. Now, it says that Jesus was on the way from Jerusalem. He was passing between Samaria and Galilee, okay? So he was on the move, but who says he wasn't on the move to meet these 10 leprous men? Doesn't say they had an appointment. They didn't have email back then. They didn't have the calendar back then, which I literally live by my calendar on my phone. If it's not on my calendar, I'm probably not showing up. 
But it, the very wording of this suggests that Jesus in transit was headed to meet them as they were headed to find him. This gave me such, it just gave me so much joy. I was just thankful for Jesus in this moment because it says the 10 leprous men who stood at a distance met him. They met him. They were looking for him. They wanted to uh, meet with him. They wanted to have a meeting of some sort with them. But isn't it interesting that Jesus was on his way to do something, to do the next thing that Jesus does, the Jesus things that he did, and he stopped and he met with them. I truly believe that this is one of those times where we're, we're searching for Jesus and we're like, Lord, we need your help. We need to go find him. Where is Jesus at? Where is his power at? Where's all these things at? Just as you are searching for him, he is searching to find and meet specifically with you. He knows you want to meet with him. He knows you want to hear from him. He knows you're looking for a need from him. He understands. And there was something about this word met. You know, it's interesting. Uh, some of the other pages in scripture, they'll be like, and as he was walking by, Jesus, you know, did this. But it was a meeting. A scheduled to us. What is a meeting? It's scheduled. As you are searching, hoping, praying for that new job, that new opportunity, that deep need that you have, know this, Jesus wants to meet with you. That alone, I could celebrate. We forget that while we're needy for Jesus, he desperately wants relationship that is deeper than just eternal life with us. He wants to be involved in our daily life. And let me ask you, and maybe I'm preaching to the choir here, but when is the last time that you wanted to meet with Jesus and you actually realized that he had set the meeting to because he knew that you needed to meet with him and hear the life-giving words that he was able and willing to to give you. Do you understand? It's not just you that's pursuing him. He's also pursuing you. He wants to meet with you when you are available to meet with him. The meeting is just not on your calendar. In the midst of everything he's doing, he was passing between Samaria and Galilee. In the midst of everything that he was doing, he stopped because that meeting with those 10 leprous men was on his calendar too. He never turns us away. As he entered the village, 10 leprous men who stood at a distance met him. I love this too. This, this verse like, like <laughs> steamrolled me. Who stood at a distance met him. They were timid because they had leprosy. <laughs> they were too bold. They stood at a distance. They did what they felt was appropriate. Little did they know that he was Jesus, the son of God, and that he was not going to get infected with their leprosy because he could have healed himself even if he was. So they stood at a distance. 
They yelled out to him. We'll find out in the next verse. But they stood at a distance to meet with him. So there's Jesus um, several you know, feet away from where they are meeting with them. They came as close as they thought appropriate or as the, I'm saying this in air quotes, law allowed them to come. And as I read this, I was uh, just kind of moved. Maybe you don't have physical leprosy. I don't really know many people that do have that. But maybe this, this Thanksgiving, you have a spiritual type of leprosy. Maybe it's something from your past. I say maybe a lot because I really want <laughs> to make sure that we, because <laughs> I don't know, because I don't know you. I know some of you, a couple, some of you, but the vast majority of you guys I've, I've never met in person. I would love to. But maybe some of you, you're not suffering from physical disease of leprosy. Maybe it's a spiritual block. That just like these leprous men, you also, you meet with Jesus. You meet with him. You pray. You do all the things. But you stand at a distance. I've been there. There was one season 10 years ago, I think it was about 10 years ago. I remember I've been waiting. I've been praying so hard just for God to bless the ministry that we were doing so hard. <laughs> Your girl was praying all the time. <laughs> just pray, 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 pray. Lord, Lord, where are you at? Where, Lord, where are you at? And I started to get extremely frustrated with God. And I remember thinking, I'm mad. I'm actually mad. <laughs> I've been faithful. I've done the thing. I've done the everything. I prayed the thing. I've, I've, I've tried. I've done all these things. I'm just doing what I can be doing. But you're still not coming through yet. And I started to feast on these thoughts of mine, which was really great being the leader of the ministry. <laughs> We're thinking he's not coming through. He didn't come through. He doesn't care. And I had this one conversation with my mom. I don't even know if she remember. I'm going to ask her if she remembers it. But I remember her calling me and she was like, you seem a little. And I'm like, what? Mad? Because I am. <laughs> I've done everything. And this thought process that I had let develop in my mind that God somehow had just doesn't care created distance. So I would approach God. Of course I would. I'm a leader of a ministry. But even being the leader of a ministry, I had created a spiritual leprosy in my own mind that I didn't even feel like I could come close to the Lord because I was feasting on the thoughts of anger because I didn't think that he had treated me the way I should have been treated. So it caused distance. I was showing up just far away. And I wonder today, as we look through this beautiful story and this beautiful picture of what God's Jesus is getting ready to do, are you showing up, but far away? Is there a block? Is there something? Now we know what the leprosy in scripture demanded based on the spiritual law, but is there something spiritually where you are standing, you show up, 
You do the thing, but there is a block there and you only stand at a distance because something in your mind prohibits you from going any further. What is it? Did he not come through for you the way you thought you should? Is there a question about something? Are you not believing you're a believer any longer? Has something happened where you're just like, there cannot be God in this. You're showing up. You're just a distant. You're distant. I get it. And I've been there. What happens next is <sighs> beautiful. The men stood at a distance and met him, verse 13, and they raised their voices saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Jesus, master, have mercy on us. This is what they did not do. Now, in this particular portion of the story, they got it right. I love that this was their cry. What they did not say, at least it's not recorded, is Jesus, master, heal us. Jesus, master, touch our bodies and heal us. Their prayer was for mercy, not for healing. This, a couple of months ago, I woke up in the middle of the night and we were having some problems with my older son's health. And I would wake up every night, you know, I battle it out at night. I think the enemy knows that that's when I'm the most vulnerable. And he was having some really major problems with his health. And we were at the doctor a lot a couple of months ago. And I would wake up in the middle of the night multiple times. And I, and I didn't pr ever pray. Not one time did I ever pray for healing during that time. At least not that I think I don't want to accidentally lie to you because I don't remember what my prayers were at 3 a.m. in the morning. But I will tell you this. The main thing that I cried out to the Lord on behalf of my son, Jude, was have mercy on him. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on him. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on him. I, I remember that being my go-to verse. Have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. And the very same thing that I prayed over my son, Jude, here we have very specifically prayed by these 10 lepers. They called out. They raised their voices saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. But this is the one thing I know about God. God is merciful. His mercies are new every morning. His compassion fails not. Great is his faithfulness. He is the most merciful being that ever was, that ever will be, and that will ever be to come. He is merciful. And when his children call out from a place of hurt, from a place of desperation, when they ask for mercy, he shows up and that's exactly what he provides. They didn't ask for healing. They asked for mercy. And sometimes we need to ask for mercy and let God sort out what mercy looks like to him because he knows what our soul actually needs. His mercies are new every single morning. They're never going to wear out. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. They didn't ask for healing. They asked for mercy and a merciful God met them even though it was at a distance. And this is what he did when he saw them. He said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. 
a merciful God, meets a child who's crying out for mercy every single time. Maybe the distance that you're experiencing because of the spiritual leprosy that you find yourself in doesn't need a specific result. Maybe you just need to say, Jesus, I'm struggling. Have mercy on me. My child is suffering. Have mercy on us. Have mercy. And a merciful God will show up to the plate and he'll provide his definition of mercy for you. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. He did not say you're healed. He did not say that. He said, go and show. You really want mercy? (laughs) Are you willing to go and show? Go and show. This stuck out to me like a sore thumb. Go. Show yourself to the priest. There are so many things when we are crying out for mercy uh, for the Lord, maybe it comes from him. The answer to your cry for mercy comes from him in very clear direction. Go and show. Go to the priest and show yourself to the priest. It came with clear direction on their next move and a clear action that they needed to take. Go and show. He did not say, you're going to be healed in Jesus' name. Congratulations. You're completely healed. I love you. Let's all hug now. He said, okay, you want mercy? Go, obey, and show. Act. Obey, then act. Obey, then act. What has God been telling you to do that you haven't done quite yet? God, I believe, is telling all of us today to go. Go to the priest and then show. There's a direction and there's an action. What is it? In my specific son's case, I was praying for mercy. Son of David, have mercy. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on my son. And you know what the Lord told me when I, in the middle, he told me during that season, I want you to go see uh, a dermatologist. I want you to go to this doctor. It seemed weird. It seemed off. It didn't seem like it matched the thing, but God said, go. So don't you know, the next day I was on the phone with this dermatologist taking my son in to see this dermatologist to be like, help us. I didn't have it in me to be like, God told me in the middle of the night I was supposed to come see you. I just went. Because when we cry out for mercy, God knows the directions to it. Go and show. Was my son healed instantly? No. I had to go. I had to act. And I acted instantly. Go and show. Those of you that feel like you're in a distance with God and you need mercy from him. A lot of times we want practical things that that the Bible says for us to do. Well, in this case, if you feel like you are at a distance with God, cry out for his mercy. And when he answers you, he's going to answer you with directions. Go and show. And listen to this. As they were going, they were cleansed. Not before. Jesus didn't magically wave his wand and say, you're healed. Congratulations. They had to go and show in order to be cleansed. We want Jesus to do it instantly. We want all of the personal responsibility to be taken out of our healing, of whatever it is that we need from the Lord, of our finances. 
Whatever it is that we need from God, we want him to just do instantly. And if he doesn't do it instantly, then we get frustrated like I did 10 years ago because he's not acting in our time and in our way. Sometimes the mercy of God is for him to speak to us clear direction on what to do next. So if you find yourself that you are standing at a distance with God, cry out for his mercy, then be ready when he gives you directions. Go and show. as they went or as they obeyed. We can say as they went. I like to put it as they obeyed. As they go and show, they were cleansed. The mercy of God on their life was healing, but they had to go and show first. Verse 15. Now one of them when he saw that he had been healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him. And he was a Samaritan. One of them, one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at his feet giving thanks to him, and he was a Samaritan. One of them glorified God with a loud voice and fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him. Just one. As they went, all of them were cleansed, but only one understood the gravity of the gift that had just been given him. This is where that entitled versus Thanksgiving stuff comes in for me. I look at the nine and I'm like, how dare you? (laughs) How dare you not come back and thank Jesus? How dare you not come back with a loud voice and scream and thank him and praise him for what he's done for you? How dare you? And then I think in my own life about how much God has given me and how it does for me on a regular basis. And sure, I think I'm for the big things. Of course I do. I make a big deal about it because it's one of my biggest pet peeves. But what about the other things? You guys, the heart of Thanksgiving heals a critical spirit. It repairs the joy of our salvation in our life. The heart of Thanksgiving gives us perspective. The heart of Thanksgiving shows us if God did it before, he's going to do it again. But the enemy wants us so wrapped up in what's happening right this second that we forget that there is a Jesus who had mercy on us, who moved in our life. And our response should be the exact same as this one cleansed leper. With a loud voice. He fell on his face and thanked him. And I, I, I just want to take a second. And I want to cultivate that amongst the show. What is something that God has done for you? Maybe it's healing. Maybe it's just, you know, you made your car payment this month. <laughs> Someone bought my egg bites the other day that I get from Starbucks. 
was so small, but I was so thankful. <laughs> like that is the nicest thing ever. How have you seen the hand of God at work in your life? Even though maybe you're not there, maybe the ultimate manifestation of what you're praying for hasn't come yet. But have you seen him in the journey? The thousands of you guys that listen to this, cry out right now. Loud. Say it. What have you seen God do in your life that you need to cry out just like this one leopard did with a loud voice and say, thank you, Lord. I'll start. Lord, thank you for healing my son. Thank you for your leadership in healing my son. Now you go. Lord, thank you for clear direction in this ministry. Lord, thank you that we only had to pay $100 to get our air conditioning fixed a month ago. Lord, thank you for healing me from my allergy. You go. Tell me, what is it? Say it out loud. Look at your husband and say, I'm thankful for this. Thanksgiving changes our perspective. See all the time on Instagram, the POV. Well, how about this? Point of view. I'm thankful for everything. Do you understand that Thanksgiving won wars in scripture? Wars. Literal wars. Thanksgiving won. Don't believe me? Look up Jehoshaphat. Have you been hoarding your thankful spirit? Because what you're ultimately praying for hasn't happened yet. Find him in your journey. As all 10 lepers went in the journey to fully be declared by the priest, you are clean. There is not a spot on you. As he went during the journey, he looked down and realized, oh, oh, Jesus did touch my body. I got to go back. The full manifestation of what I desire hasn't happened yet. The priest hasn't declared me unclean. I still have to stay at a distance. But I see you on the journey. I see you. Jesus answered and said, were there not 10 cleansed? But the nine, where are they? Don't be a nine, guys. Don't be that. Don't be that one of the nine. <laughs> Was not one found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? I'm going to skip over that part. Because I want to get to verse 19. And he said to him, stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. Now, isn't it interesting? He was already healed. So what was Jesus talking about? Your faith has made you well? What does that mean, Jesus? I'm already healed. Remember how a couple of months ago I talked to, or weeks ago, I talked about holistic healing by the Lord. He's not just interested in your physical healing. He is interested in your mental healing and your emotional healing and your spiritual healing. He is interested in it all. And I do believe that what Jesus is referencing right there is just that. His spiritual healing. Your faith has made you well. When we have a spirit of thanksgiving, we're different. Mentally, we're different. Emotionally, we're different. Spiritually, we're different. We approach God differently. And I do have to say, this one man, who was a Samaritan, by the way, was moved. Stand up. This one man moved the heart of Jesus. Stand up and go. 
Your faith has made you well. You're well because of your faith. Move the heart of the Father. I want you to take some time, and I, and I feel like you guys, you know, you guys listen, you're so faithful. Have you let entitlement creep in that our society pushes so much? Do you feel entitled? Or do you have the spirit of thanksgiving? Are you mad at God for something that he hasn't given you because you feel like he should? Are you thankful for what you do have and what he has given you? This week, I just want you to take some time to get back to that heart of thanksgiving. And if you feel like you're at a distance with the Lord, ask him, I need mercy. And then go and show. But in order to just set us up for this, I want to read maybe my most favorite Thanksgiving passage, which I found a couple years ago, and I'm obsessed. Give thanks to the Lord, Psalm 136, for he is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. Give thanks to the God of gods for his loving kindness is everlasting. Give thanks to the Lord of hosts for his loving kindness is everlasting. To him who alone does great wonders for his loving kindness is everlasting. To him who made the heavens with skill for his loving kindness is everlasting. To him who spread out the earth above the waters for his loving kindness is everlasting. To him who made the great lights for his loving kindness is everlasting. The sun to rule by day for his loving kindness is everlasting. The moon and the stars to rule by night for his loving kindness is everlasting to him who smote the Egyptians in the firstborn for his loving kindness is everlasting and brought Israel out from their midst for his loving kindness is everlasting. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm for his loving kindness is everlasting to him who divided the Red Sea asunder for his loving kindness is everlasting and made Israel pass through the midst of it for his loving kindness is everlasting. But he overthrew Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea for his loving kindness is everlasting to him who led his people through the wilderness for his loving kindness is everlasting to him who smote great kings for his loving kindness is everlasting and slew mighty kings for his loving kindness is everlasting. Sion, king of the Amorites for his loving kindness is everlasting and Og, king of Bashan for his loving kindness is everlasting and gave their land as a heritage for his loving kindness is everlasting, even in heritage to Israel, his servant for his loving kindness is everlasting. And who remembered us in our low estate for his loving kindness is everlasting and has rescued us from our adversaries for his loving kindness is everlasting, who gives food to all flesh for his loving kindness is everlasting. Give thanks to the God of heaven for his loving kindness is everlasting. Thank you, Lord, for who you are, for how you protect us when we don't even recognize or see it. Thank you, Lord. On this week of Thanksgiving, we thank you 
We give you glory. We give you honor and a loud voice saying, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll be back right after the break to close out this Thanksgiving Day week with you. I'll see you in a sec. Every day, a new day, yeah. Vibing in the spirit makes me have a blessed day, yeah. Let's go, X, Y, Z, A, yeah. Hey guys, it's Autumn, and I want to know, family, what is God doing in your life? If you have a recent praise report about God's faithfulness, we all want to know about it. I want to know, my team wants to know, and your brothers and sisters in Christ that listen to this show want to know. You can share your story by emailing hello at autumnmiles.com or you can direct message me on Facebook or Instagram by searching autumnmiles at the top of the page. I want to hear about it, guys. Let's tell the world what God is doing in your life so we all can be encouraged by your journey of faith. Every day, a new day, yeah. Vibing in the spirit makes me have a blessed day, yeah. Let's go, X, Y, Z, A, yeah. Okay, we're back. I loved that. I felt it. I felt all the Thanksgivingness in it. I hope you did too. Ah, I loved it. Our testimony today is amazing. Uh, we have a testimony that says this. I have recently been healed of fibromyalgia, PTSD, and a long list of things I've suffered from for 16 to 20 years. Y'all, God healed. God still heals. I had to get close enough to Jesus and not let my pain drive me away from him, but to him. Oh my goodness. Was this not what I just talked about? The distance? I had to get close enough to Jesus and not let my pain drive me away from him, but to him. Amen. I love this. Thank you, Jesus, for that testimony. Completely healed. I love it. Um, okay, I have a really interesting question that came in. I was hoping you could tell, help me understand the scripture about once you've tasted the goodness of God, it's impossible to regain it again if you've turned. That part I'm asking is to turn. Let me finish uh, reading this. I'm so afraid I've lost my calling due to me not knowing at the time that I had placed a relationship or person before God. God has since seen me out of that relationship and began to heal parts I didn't see as toxic or out of the brokenness and guilt. I didn't allow him to heal then. And I've even said that if I've missed my opportunity, I'll still give God glory to be a part of the light, but it does cause some unsettling feelings. Even the verse, if salt loses its saltiness, it's good for nothing. They're terrifying for me. Any clarity would be appreciated. Now, she's talking about Hebrews 6, 4 through 6, and also Matthew 5, 13. And it seems to me like she is extremely concerned that she has lost her calling because she made some bad decisions. And I just want to blanket say this. I want you to remember Abraham and Sarah. Now, yes, we could go into the theology of these verses, but I, I simply want to remind you of something. Abraham, because they were impatient, 
had a baby with Hagar to produce God's promise. And God still was faithful to Abraham and gave him Isaac. I know that some verses in scripture are unsettling, but a couple things that are important. Number one, look at the context. Look at the context of who said it, when they said it, and to who they said it. Context is very important. And do not forget the grace of God and his ability to make a crooked way straight. I know you sent me these two verses, but I want to remind you of this verse. A righteous man falls seven times and rises again. Let's not fall victim to the spirit of religion when there is a gracious God whose mercy is new every morning. Let's focus on his mercy Let's focus on his goodness. It's very clear that you've repented from whatever it was that happened. So now you focus on the forgiveness of God, the mercy of God, the grace of God. And you let God lead the way here on. Let me tell you something. When I got married when I was young and wasted seven years of my life, I thought, man. I ruined my whole life. But God has a way of taking something evil and turning it around for good. Remember the story of Joseph. Let's focus on his forgiveness and his mercy and his goodness and let him put your life back together. Okay. Okay. I love you guys so much. Have an incredible Thanksgiving and we'll be right back next week with guess what? Christmas content. I can't wait. Love you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Autumn Miles Show. To find out more, go to autumnmiles.com. Once you're there, you can check out the many resources that Autumn has available. From her books and past episodes to her video series, we've got all the tools you need to help you grow deeper in your relationship with God. Once again, that's autumnmiles.com. To get connected and for more encouraging content, you can follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. We appreciate your prayers and support for this ministry. It's because of you that we have been able to impact millions of people worldwide and that we can continue to serve those who need to hear Autumn's message of victory and promise. Find out how you can come alongside us when you go to autumnmiles.com. Just search the top of the index for the support tab. Thank you for listening in today and be sure to join us next time for another episode of The Autumn Miles Show.